0: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
1: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to bluenile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com
2: Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham, who is with me this evening.
1: Hello, my
2: name's Jay Cross. How's it going? Hello, my name's Matt. Matt joining us um, via the amazing modern technology of the internet. Um, How's it going, guys? How how has this week been? It's been good.
0: Yeah, busy. Busy and sunny. It's been really sunny. uh, no um it's the start of summer <laughs> it is
1: great escape weekend this weekend down in brighton um madness jay yeah pretty mad pretty pretty full-on just so many people so many bands around in town because the great so the great escape is like a um it's kind of like a new music podcast oh sorry that's my phone so i thought i put that on airplane do apologize uh, there we go. Sorry about that. That's all right. You well, know, just, as you can just, see, I'm, inter- I'm, I'm, he's I'm such a busy man. I'm, just, I've got, I'm constantly, constantly getting important text messages. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Great Escape is like a new music festival, um, which um, is just is just so busy all the time. Um, and they also run concurrently with that the Alternative Escape, which is a bunch of free shows that you don't have to pay for, um, which I think is. Um, it's interesting how how th- that can that can function because the great escape is is a paid event and you know you have to pay to get into these to get a wristband to get into all of these shows but a lot of the bands also do these free shows that run alongside the festival and you know it's it's very interesting how they can how it all it all ties together in that sense especially as I spent I I I did have a wristband for the the um, are you about to say just how important you are to no the no no to no, no not, not, all, not at all i was gonna say i i had a wristband for the great escape but i spent most of the my time in the free shows <laughs> so <laughs> um yeah it was it was cool though who did cool. you see and what um what gear were they <coughs> excuse me what gear were they using um i think the band in terms of gear that impressed me the most um was there's a band from uh like this this punk band from devon called woe nows oh yeah um the guitarist of that band just plays uh it's just like a 90s um american strat through a jcm 900 but he the, he's got like, it's like a, the most 90s i know i know it, I know it really is he, he, but he's got this um uh he's got uh, like a, a an eq pedal which he has set uh, like one of the only pedals it uses is this eq pedal which he has set like a little bit lower it's it's essentially what we've always suggested as a as a boost but he just does it the other way around okay. so his his standard sound is this Eq pedal set like maybe 40 40 thirty five to forty percent of the way up okay so like quite low yeah and yeah. he just uses that as his standard sound and turns the amp up and then turns when he wants a boost off. he turns the pedal off which gives him a boost okay um, which I just think is a real like I think we've spoken about doing that before with like um with like a Boss GE7 or something like that. And it's just I think it's just a very an interesting way to to think about how you can alter your sound in a different way. Like don't you don't necessarily have to add more stuff to it. You can just take, take some stuff, stuff away. away. Yeah.
2: I wonder I mean what Matt can you ever think like what effect that would have um instead of maybe like rolling the guitar volume down essentially it's probably the cleanest way to do it right
0: yeah because there's also that electro harmonics pedal called the um the signal pad which is effectively the same thing which is basically yeah it's just like a I i think they were passive they're just a volume control in a box so i suppose it's essentially just doing exactly the same thing as just rolling your volume down it's just you can turn it yeah, on but and off
1: if, if you roll your volume down on your guitar then you're going to lose a bit of signal whereas doing it this way you're you know you, the, the oh, you've yeah. got your you've got the full signal coming through the guitar and and you've just got the you know the volume down on the uh, on the pedal a little bit i guess doing it depends
2: on like what sound you use the most like or what do you put the priority on like if you want your like full sound to be your full sound mm. that's probably the best way of doing it and then you just back it off for yeah. like the verses or whatever yeah um but yeah i guess if most of the time you just want like a cleanish guitar sound do it that way and then boost it up for the yeah. for the choruses i guess so yeah i guess so it, that was cool because it, it's changing the gain structure essentially
1: yeah i guess so yeah Yeah, Um, another band um, who I've seen a bunch of times. uh, I'm friends with this band, Nye Harvest from uh, from Sheffield. That's one of those names I just see it all the time. Yeah,
2: I don't know what that means. No, I know. I
1: don't really know what it means either. (laughs) Um, But they um, they're they're just a two piece, um, so it's just drums and and guitar. And uh, the guitarist runs his. um, He's got a a '70s uh, one of those um, the pawn shop '70s strats. Oh with the humbucker and yeah.
2: the Tele pickup in yeah, the yeah, neck. Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nerd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I sold that to him actually. Um and he so he's got that and he runs that he as a, to get around, to get around the fact that they're just a two piece. Um he runs his guitar into um he's got a, a DeVille um which he has set like pretty trebly. Okay. He's got a AC30 which he has set pretty mid. Okay. And then he has a, a basement which he has set really bassy.
0: He's so wow. like, Yeah. Like
1: three guitar amps? Well, no, it's a, a basement like bass amp. Well, like, yeah, but Yeah, but three yeah, amps. Three amps, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... it's quite a commitment. There's a lot of gears going around. What's yeah. he used to spill like uh, when he's using it live? I don't know. I don't know, actually. I didn't see... I wonder if it's, like, split a couple of times. I guess so, it must be. Oh, maybe it comes out, maybe there's, like, an ABY and then, like, out of a, I don't know, a stereo Another one's pedal.
2: What were those pedals that did, like, more complicated the Layla? splitting? Oh, Layla stuff. The, yeah, the yeah. Layla
0: stuff. The Layla stuff was really good. Although, um, I think um, Eric Johnson does something really similar. I think he goes AB box into another AB box. So, the first one like the B sound goes into like a Fender Twin and then the second one goes into another A-B box and then that goes out into a Marshall and then like a Vox or something. So he's got like a clean sound, a rhythm sound and then a lead sound. Right. So okay. you, yeah, you could do it with two A-B boxes. But like you say, that's, that is that is a strong commitment to your guitar sound by <laughs> taking three amps everywhere. Yeah. and then. It, sound, it sounds all good all though. Time. It sounds
1: like, because a, a lot of the time you watch... if if ever you listen to not listening so much like because obviously the production is all done but when you watch a two-piece if you watch a band without a bass it can just sound rubbish or like watch a band without a guitar like if it's just bass and guitar it can sound bad because the, the sound isn't full enough but i think you know i think you've got to make that commitment to go like right well we're gonna like we're gonna fill up this sound by putting a lot of Stuff move a lot of air make a lot of noise in order to compensate for the fact that there's you know there's not a bassist or there's not a guitarist which is why you know you watch a band like you know listen like I mean I've not seen them but like I sh- I've seen some live videos of Royal Blood and it's like there's only a two piece but it doesn't there's it doesn't like sound a like a two piece because yeah.
2: he's using so many amps that um that band mm. Doe uh, yeah. who uh, for people listening to the podcast who don't know him, they're kind of like a 90s um, I guess kind of indie type band they don't have a bass player they've got no. two guitar players and a, with a, n- no bass player um, I just kind of I really like them the songs are really good
1: um, they don't have it's, they don't sound finished there's not enough air moving around I think is the it's issue just,
2: well they don't even like split the guitar sound no, or anything inter- like that absolutely it's, they just kind of need a bass player. Really disappointing. Is this
1: your, is this you, this is me
2: reaching out, handing out a resume. I'm (laughs) there. I would totally join that band if I could. They're awesome. (laughs) They're a really good band. If you like, like Pixies and, Weezer, uh, Weezer and like 90s Britpop, like Lush and that sort of thing. And Biz, I think they're quite into. Um, they're a great band but um, yeah they don't have a bass and they're totally
1: ungoogleable as well it's just the word D-O-E impossible (laughs) to find them yeah
2: Spotify I guess kind of works you can kind of find them on there but um, I've always wondered and Matt you'll probably be the best person to answer this putting like A-B switches and A-B-Y switches um, in your chain what effect does that have particularly if they're like passive like a passive Y switch are you getting like half the signal through either side?
0: I Yeah, I suppose in a way, because if you've not got a buffer in there, you've not got anything driving the signal through, it's not good. Like there are some like A, B, Y boxes out there and some people just want to split the signal and that's fine. And to be honest, if you're always just going Y, you might not ever know the difference. But if you're doing a lot of line switching... I personally think like cheap A B boxes can have like negative effects in terms of like ground loops and a lot of hum, um, which is why things like the even though I think the radial one is passive, I think it's um, it's got a ground loop on it, and I think when you go for a cheap one, you're basically yeah you're just physically splitting it in half. So I've found sometimes when I've just sat there and kind of gone stereo and then unplugged the amps and gone mono, you actually you you lose quite a lot of treble and a lot of depth in the amp sometimes like a cheap ab box but a lot of time you wouldn't necessarily realize if you're always running two amps and you're always running at the same time you just turn the volume up yeah you just just compensate yourself don't you yeah so it's a lot of times not until you actually kind of unplug it all and then just plug straight into the amp you realize how much difference you're actually actually making um which is why those layla ones were really good because they were they had buffers in them so they drove the signal through and they they properly split the signal out um but you know not everyone wants to spend 200 quid on an ab box <laughs> is that are they still a company layla because i've not yeah. heard anything from them for ages i think you have to get them direct i right, think there's okay. like the odd people that do them but then there's a lot of other people out there there's that guy based uh, in brighton called james murphy from bright onion pedals who does a lot of cool switching units yeah um, and I think he built he built something for the current Red Hot Chili Peppers guitarist which is like this mental loop switcher and John um, Frusciante have a chat to him once no no the guy that plays guitar for them now
2: Hillel Slovak um,
0: <laughs> Dave Navarro <laughs> none of none of those people in fact one of those isn't even alive anymore Buckethead <laughs> did Buckethead play for the Chili Not Peppers <laughs> I seem to remember there being something of... No, maybe it wasn't him. He was he in um, someone... Guns N' Roses. <laughs> that was it. No, that was Slash, other, mate. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, Slash, Slash. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about
2: that. <laughs> yeah, they're only allowed guitarists that have one name, apparently. You've got Slash, Buckethead, Bumblefoot. That's it. Like That's Sting. All... Yeah, Sting is definitely a guitarist and in uh, Guns N' Roses, yeah. yeah Wait, that, is that what we... You heard it here first. This is the news. Straight,
0: uh, straight
2: G- into
1: the news. John Five. That's two words. Um... Uh, Prince. I, <laughs> imagine, imagine like, imagine being like, yeah, oh yeah, my, I, I'm this, I'm, this is my name, and it just being one word. Like, that'd be pretty cool. Just like if Matt went to like Australia and something or something, and it's just like, oh yeah,
0: Matt. What people what does he need to go to Australia. I don't, I don't know. That just that like a, Jay, <laughs> yeah, Jay, you might be able to confirm this. I was reading about Johnny Cash, and his birth certificate name was just J R Cash. Yeah, the, um, no, his
1: name was. That's actually my rap name, Junior Cash. <laughs> Junior <laughs> Rap Cash. Junior,
2: yeah, Junior <laughs> Cash Rap.
0: Um, J R Cash started using Johnny when he had to, when he. Started like, he had to sign up for something and they wouldn't accept that J was, like, I thought. It, I thought his name was... I thought his name was was Junior. I thought.
1: I I thought it was, like... I don't know. I, I don't know, actually. It's a bit like the Simpsons.
0: Homer J. Jay Simpson. J. Simpson.
1: Yeah. Just J.R. Cash. J.R.
2: Cash. I'm going to adopt that as a rap name. Rap moniker. <laughs> J.R. Cash. Um, what have you been playing this week, chaps? What, um, what's kind of uh, taken your fancy? What have you had your hands on that... You maybe have not played before that uh, is doing the business
0: Matt Knight um, I've, I've had a chance to try a couple of Jusenbergs, oh, which is something cool. I've not really managed to play very much because John be there's not many places to them and they're absolutely amazing like if you don't want a Gretsch that is the best possible alternative like they do some really weird stuff they do like one they do a 1p90 Les Paul but with like a slightly longer scale length um, for down like, tuning Or just Yeah For like Just kind of for like D to D Okay um, And they sort of use They sort of use Bigsby's But it's their own sort of design um, So they are got these kind of Sort of fairly responsive Trem systems But not like Strat Trems they, they are m- closer to a Bigsby In kind of nature um, But a lot of them are hollow So they've got that kind of Nice sort of Boomy Bassy sound to them um, And they come in like they're usually like black or just gold or like silver, um, and they just look really slick. But they're just great sounding guitars. Like they, they're a, a real good mix of like a Les Paul and a Gretsch. I would say, almost in a way. But yeah, I've managed to try a few of those, and they've been uh, they've been most fun, I should say.
1: Nice, Jay Cross. What have you been playing? Um, I, actually, on a similar note, I um I had a chance. I've been playing quite a few Gretches. Okay. Um, I don't think I have ever played a White Falcon before... Really? Oh, sorry, not a White Falcon, a White Penguin. Oh, okay. Um, before this week. And I plugged in a White Penguin this week, and it is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it's just... What a bonkers guitar. Yeah. One absolutely bananas
0: instrument. Like, just... I, I mean, I don't really know what to say. They're so good. Okay. Um, and that is one guitar I have to own it's just one guitar not in white though you own. don't want a white penguin well I want a pink one obviously, well, you know. obviously. did you
1: see um, and to sort to, of to, to tangent off very quickly did you see that thing that I tagged you in on Twitter this week something that Gibson posted they posted a one-off Les Paul Custom in Ocean Pink oh
2: yeah I saw it it looks so good so good yeah. we'll have to put that up um, on the guitar on Twitter yeah. that looks it should-
0: so good there should be a standard run. Gibson should do one pickup guitar as a, as a stanchion. You should have the option of, get, you you know, if you want that guitar, do you want it in one or two? Totally. And I'll everyone should always select one.
2: They're not, <laughs> not known for offering many uh, customizable options at the moment, but that's another thing, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, one pickup, Les Paul in pink. That'd be wicked, wouldn't it? Ocean pink. It was yeah. It was really it was really cool. It was really cool. On a similar note to that, um, white penguin. I can't remember the name of the company now, but I was just flicking through Instagram um, a couple of days ago. I'll have to find it again and I'll post the link. Um, a company is producing, um, you know, the sort of Gretsch but Fender custom shop. They look like a telly, but they're like kind of hollow body with the f holes.
1: Yeah. The. Um... Yeah, the the um, I can't remember what it's called, but
0: there were some Fender Japan ones. Yeah, but like carved top. Matt, can you remember these? What? Not actual Fender ones, just like another company that makes something similar. No, no,
2: no. But Fender Fender do them. Uh, they were doing them in the custom shop, right? Those kind of tellies that kind of look like Gretches. With it looked a like a white top. penguin, but was a Telecaster. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, they called it they called it the white chicken initially. Didn't that they? was it. That white, was it yeah, yeah, chicken. white chicken. Um, there's a company
2: doing those. But they're A cross between that And a Rickenbacker Two Rickenbacker pickups With a Rickenbacker plate On it um, They look So good um, I'll have to dig up a picture I can't remember the name Of the brand But like It's the first time I've seen a guitar On Instagram and gone That's really different And
1: Amazing I'm surprised that Rickenbacker Would have Relinquished as much con- I don't think they have Right But where have <laughs> they got The pickups from then Um I don't know. That's what I mean. Maybe that's they don't have Ricky it's pickups, a very expensive mate. guitar. Yeah, 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 yeah. You
2: have to. You also have to buy a three thirty. <laughs> yeah, without pickups or a scratch plate. No, I can't. And maybe it weren't. It wasn't Rick and Backer pickups. Maybe it's just scratch plate and then sharp fin inlays like Rick and Backer style yeah. swish inlays. Um, I'll dig it up. I'll see if I, if I can find it before the end of this podcast. Chap, should we dive straight into some news? Yes. It's been quite a lot this yes. week. Um, first up, two new Epiphones: a Dobro Hound Dog M14 Resonator and the Blues Hawk Deluxe. Matt, have you had a chance to a look at these?
0: Uh, I have not. Um, although I do, I'm, I'm assuming the Blues Hawk is a reissue of the one they've done a few times before. In fact, I think my, one of my mates owns one—one one of the original Gibson ones from. Um, they did in the late 90s early 2000s he absolutely loves it it's like his main guitar so is it similar to the ones they've done before two p90s
2: uh verifone veritone
1: sorry um
2: and obviously you know it's kind of semi-hollow uh nice flame maple top um i saw it in a kind of like blue you know that kind of sort of dull denim blue that they do but i assume there's other colors available as well um but it looks pretty neat Um, those models I think come in for a little bit more uh, kind of hate than they should really, I think the Nighthawk and the Blueshawk are kind of cool little guitars it's perfect for somebody who wants something with a slightly smaller body Um, yeah, and this kind of latest revision looks
1: pretty nice. The Nighthawk is a wild guitar isn't it? It does a lot of stuff. There's a lot going on with with a Nighthawk Yeah, and a hawk is like that but a bit more sensible.
2: Yeah, it's a bit more slimmed down. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just you just
1: pulled up a picture there. That colour looks yeah. pretty nice. Two colour options. Three colour options. Um. It looks like three. It looks like they've done, midnight, I think it's midnight sapphire. That colour. Yeah. Is that what that is? That looks nice. And then that's like a grey black or something, and I don't know what the other one is. I'm looking it up. We had um. I had someone asking last week. Midnight about- sapphire, trans black, and wine red.
2: Right. We had someone asking last week about some kind of cheaper Les Paul alternatives and I think actually if you were looking for something maybe in the Epiphone range that had P90s and gave you a few different options um, the Blueshawk's probably worth a look like they're still kind of vaguely Les Paul shaped I guess, you know, single cut um, but they're a bit more kind of ergonomic in that, you know, they're not so heavy and they're kind of hollow body um, definitely a different take on things Yeah, you know Um, Have you got some info there on the um, Dobro Hound Dog M14 as well? Oh, I just
0: dropped dropped my iPad, sorry. (laughs) Um, I didn't realise that Dobro is actually the the name of the company that's registered to Epiphone. I thought it was Epiphone were just doing like a Dobro style guitar, but it's actually registered to them.
2: Okay, so Um, what, Epiphone own the brand?
0: Yeah, they own the brand Dobro because okay. I've just I've just had a quick peek on their website and it's uh, it looks like it's a registered trademark from from them, um, but quite good because I think the the metal body one they do comes fitted, or one of the Dobros they do comes fitted with the Fishman Resonator pickup already installed as well. Oh wow! Okay. um But I've I've always struggled with Dobros because you've got to kind of be really into that style of music and that style of playing to get the best out of them because it's not a guitar you kind of pick up and strum some folk songs out on because they just, they don't resonate and they don't sound the same as as like a normal acoustic. So I've always really struggled to get the best out of them. They're not very subtle, are they?
2: Not at all, no. And they're kind of only built for one purpose, like you say, like you're not going to sit and play like a folk ballad on one of those, are you? You know, it's it's kind of slide or you get that kind of finger picky sort of banjo type tone, you know, if you're gonna go down that route. Um it looks like there's some other models as well. Are you just having a quick look through the new spring Epfane catalog? Spring
1: catalogue? there's the Tommy Thaler, the new white lightning Les Paul. Um, He's with Kiss, right? He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, I saw this. I um, I saw a picture of this the other week and the other day, and just thought that this, like, if it looks like, it looks like, it looks like. Imagine, imagine a guitar that Tommy Thaler from Kiss would have as his signature. That's what. It, that's exactly right. what you're thinking of. Is what this guitar <laughs> is? It's it's white, matching headstock with like silver bits on it, and it's just like it's, it's silver scratch plate, silver scratch plate, silver um, covered. I what's, uh, It's a J. I'm assuming it's a JB. Yeah, they're both JB. One's covered, one isn't, um, and then white. Um, I'm quite into that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm quite into that in a big way, actually. <laughs> silver control knobs, or they like I think white. I think they're silver. My new white lightning signature. The thing is, yeah. In, thing, this country, <laughs> in
2: this country, white lightning doesn't quite work in the same way. in
1: your guitar, the white lightning. Um, my new white lightning signature model is the pinnacle of looks, style and flash, says Tommy. That's what white lightning means in this country as well, right?
2: <laughs> if you're drinking white lightning, you're the pinnacle of looks, style and flash.
1: I'm proud to put my name on a serious guitar that can be enjoyed at home or on the biggest rock stages of the world.
2: There we go. So, and he would know, you I mean, know. He often plays guitar at home.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm a shooter <laughs> I, can't I can't believe on. it's called as, the White as, Lightning. Um, as you're the uh, the resident bass player, did yeah. you know that Mark Bass have got some new Mark Bass heads coming out? I and did. Cabs.
2: Yes, I did.
0: Um, I can't remember the details though. Tell me more. The nin, the Ninja series. Okay. Uh, Richard, Richard Bonner, I think his name is. Is it's his signature mark base, but they've got some new cabs. They're doing a one a one two one and a one two two. Okay. But they're in like the traveller size, um, which I don't know if they've done that before because they're normally like a one ten or they I think they're normally a different cab, um, and they've also bought out a specific midi pedal board for the multi amps as well. Right. Um, and according to their catalogue, they've got a bike. I'm sure that for some reason in the corner of the catalog, they've got a mark, a bike that looks like a mark bike, Sam, (laughs) like same colors. They're like, buy the mark bike. Like that. Why would they put that on there? It literally literally says buy the mark bike. Jake, can you go go to the mark base website and download the catalog, the current catalog. Um, also nano mark 300. Okay like a really really diddy mark Bass by the looks of it um i'd imagine probably to compete with those really small um tc heads yeah um, that have been really really popular um and then yeah this new um it's a thou- it's a 1000 watts this mark based ninja that that's sounds, mental that sounds
2: awesome they mark base kind of have always done some more high powered stuff but it's never really been as popular cuz it's usually been a bigger box whereas the ninja sounds like it's kind of similar to a yeah. little
0: mark I mean it, I think it basically um, I think Jay has just found the mark found bike <laughs> we are born to run
1: but we also like to ride <laughs> a great addition to our catalogue along with the fat sound of mark bass now we have the mark bike <laughs> this that can't be true despite its large tires the mark Pike offers lightweight performance for any kind of riding experiences <laughs> whether on snow sand or any other route perfectly aligned with all mark world products what is its power it's up to you to find out there are so many exclamation marks in this press release um, that's mental um, what is that two two by two by two 20, so that's two probably, probably yeah, two, yeah, yeah two, two but, yes. I don't know how big. Two, I don't know how big bike. Two thirty, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also, I think my favourite part of the Base website that I just, that I just saw is there's a picture of Jeff Berlin standing there holding two Jeff Berlin amps, saying these are the best amps in the world. <laughs> I like. I just like this.
2: I've got this image of him just busting through his own front door, holding them just down the street. <laughs> these <laughs> are the best amps <laughs> in the world. People just walking past, going, "Why? Who are you?" <laughs> wow there we go so the Mark bike is real um, let's do some more digging on that for next week hang on hang on I found a, a video so hang this on
1: is, this I've... is great radio this is great radio wait let me take my iPod off silence so I don't this hang is on. the Mark bike
2: do you reckon we could get one for demo this video is so
0: good. imagine that imagine if you had to have one on display so Imagine if that's
2: part of the
1: next like Mark base point of sale display. You just have to have a Mark bike. Wait, I I don't think this can be. This is from 2008. Is that just someone
2: called Mark riding a bike? I don't know. (laughs)
1: Official.
2: That's right next to the Mark. I know. Is this in the Mark base factory? What we're watching right now is. uh, It is. is It's the Mark bike. (laughs) Um, for those listening to the podcast who can't see this, it's a man riding around
1: what looks like the Mark-based factory the Mark-based on a Mark-based branded bike. This must be a prototype though, because this bike is black and the one in the catalogue is definitely yellow. Yep, yep. This has only had 350 uh, views in six years. This is your mission for this week,
2: podcast <laughs> listeners. Go Let's to YouTube. Double that. Let's double that. <laughs> we need to... T- we're <laughs> I wonder if we could somehow ruin Mark Bass's, like production schedule by like, messing with the analytics on that video the sudden spike of uh, views after this podcast goes out um, yeah we'll see what you can do there we go Matt that's oh, some dude. amazing Mark Bass news thanks very much um, also uh, announced this week probably not quite as cool as the Mark Bike which I feel has broken the rest of this segment um, is the Maxon, Maxon BD-10 hybrid bass driver um, Maxon are getting into bass pedals by the looks of the things um, and and this uh, looks quite cool. It doesn't look like a normal Maxon pedal. Like, it doesn't look like that sort of cheap screamer shape. It's more just a kind of flat, um, kind of almost MXR style pedal. Yeah. Um, I think it looks quite nice. And what I like about it is um, individual clean and dry volumes rather yeah. than a blend. Um, so you can kind of balance those out. Um, and the way... Th- I've not heard a sound demo yet. Um, but the way they're kind of hyping it up it just seems like it'd be
1: kind of flexible, um, and you know, Maxon stuff in general is pretty good. Maxon stuff's great, and I really don't think it gets the attention that it um, it deserves. No. I I tell you what I had a go on this week, and Matt, this is definitely one for you. Was the um, the Maxon AF9? The, um, uh, the the auto filter. The auto filter, yeah. I I had a go on one of those. Uh, I had to go on one of those this week, and um, I was like, "Oh yeah, man, this sounds really good." But I, want, I, I reckon it sound better if I had like a bit of fuzz in front of it. Okay. And so I um, in I put, front of it. Um, well, initially I went, mm, "I'm gonna I want to run this into a bit of fuzz." So I put a bit. of I put like a I just got a Boss FZ5. Yeah. And put that after it, and went. Oh, it does sound good, but I wonder what it sound like if I put it before <laughs> it. My. Word, it was so good. Well, it's, it's, good or weird? Yeah, good and weird and weird, but okay. mainly good. Okay, it was like it's super dynamic. The AF nine. Okay, it's, the more you the more you hammer it, the weirder it sounds. Okay, it's really really good. But yeah, I, I just think Maxon pedals in general are are really good and a bit sort of overlooked in favor of you know the the Ibanez pedals, I yeah. guess, which you know similar are similar. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for this um, this hybrid-based dri- hybrid driver. That's it's called, cool, yeah. isn't it? It does look really good. The BD-10.
2: Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just read about that today, um, and it looks solid. You know, Maxon build is pretty solid across the board, um, and I think let's look out for um, some demos and stuff soon. Quite into it. Um, a couple more bits of news. Uh, Line 6 Amplify Remote released for the Apple Watch. Matt, you sort of talked about this, I think, Last week a bit. Um, do we yeah. know Do we know what you can do on the watch yet?
0: Um, I haven't looked into it in, in, in exactly what it's going to do and unfortunately I'm not going to have an Apple Watch to be able to go in somewhere gonna with get an an, You are definitely going to get an Apple yeah, Watch.
1: You're, you're exactly I, the target I'm market. You definitely I'm will. You definitely will buy an Apple Watch. You'll see one and it, or they'll release it in pink and you'll be like,
0: hmm. hmm. Well, maybe if they released it in pink. Then. <laughs> um but i it i don't know would would it be handy like no it'd be wristy. Ha- <laughs> <laughs> that was awful um i i i think it pretty much does every, all of the main things you can do on the phone but just on the watch like i think you can select different amps you can select different effects i think you can like touch the screen up and down to kind of go up and down through volume level and and all of that so yeah i think it's handy but maybe not i don't know like to me it just seems really pointless Um, from (laughs) what from what i can gather
2: um it's going to allow you to patch up and down um access a tuner um and i think I'm not sure you can turn effects on and off, but you might be able to like dial stuff up and down a bit. All right, so just play with the parameters slightly. I don't know about the Apple Watch stuff. Um, IK Multimedia also released like um, a tuner for it, which I think actually is the way that these apps are going to go, pretty much, is that they're you know, convenient for things around the house. It's not like you're going to be adjusting your presets mid-gig on no, the Apple Watch no, no, to no, then change them on your is, phone. Has the you know? Apple
0: Watch got a microphone?
2: It has, yeah, I believe so, yeah, because you can take mm. you can take voice calls on it. So, can you? Yeah,
1: maybe I do want one. <laughs> I don't want one. I think we need to. We I, it might be worth um, Gitano's investing in one, so we can like look at all the weird stuff we can yeah. do, and maybe we'll dye it pink so that Matt can wear it.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, okay. Maybe. I'll just you know all the money that we make from think- this. I'll just get an apple watch.
1: <laughs> don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: To be honest, I think if I was going to buy a watch with technology on, I'd rather have one of those old school Casio watches with the TV. That'd be Well, actually, maybe the Apple Watch has got a, an app for changing uh, t- changing TV channels. It was,
2: yeah, it's, It sounded like you were just on
1: a Skype call from when one of those calculator watches <laughs> were released. We had a little uh, bit of little bit of lag like, there. But... Um, those. The thing is, here, so here's my thing about the Apple Watch: is like those. Um, those watches that you're talking about, Matt, the ones that you could change the TV channels on, like, they were such a nightmare for teachers, (laughs) because, like, if ever you had, like, a video lesson, um, like, it was like, oh, we're just gonna watch a video, someone, like, as soon as the teacher turned their back, someone would, like, quickly, like shine the infrared bit of yeah. the like the volume up down or the 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 power on off bit into their watch off the TV remote and then just like constantly mess with the TV like god knows what people are going to be able to do with their apple watches in schools now like they're just going to drive teachers bonkers
2: yeah what's the filthiest thing you can get up on the projector <laughs> yeah. using your apple watch so. Bluetooth it. You could probably do that with your phone. Like I'm sure there's kids in class now just like Bluetoothing to the whatever projector or they or smart whiteboard. I guess that's what people yeah, use I'd... and messing with it. So anyway, one last sad bit of news. Unfortunately, this week obviously saw the or the week when we we're recording this um, saw the passing of BB King, um, which uh, is a bit of a loss. Really, you know, like obviously super famous in the guitar world but super famous just as a musician um and like one of the last guys that's out there doing 300 gigs a year Yeah. Um, you know him and Chuck Berry and um, a few of the kind of original blues and soul guys are probably still doing it and not many young bands are going to be out there doing 300 shows a year was you know? he was he still doing 300 gigs a year He I mean, can't have
0: been i don't no. know but i don't know about the last no, couple of years i think 100 i think he did 100 I think he was doing 100 100- I think he did 100 gigs a year for, like, the last 10 years. Right. But then you think that's one every, like, few days. Yeah. That's still pretty nuts. Um,
2: I was listening to a radio report um, that came out after he died um, saying that he basically went on tour in 1950 and then never stopped being on tour. Like, that tour just kept going. <laughs> um And you hear that about Bob Dylan with like the Everlasting Tour or whatever they call it. Um, And it's just that, yeah, he went on tour in the, uh, in the, probably the early 80s, I guess, is when Bob Dylan started doing like big stadium tours and stuff. Um, And uh, yeah, they've just never really stopped.
1: Um, That's... He was born in, like, he was 89 years old, B.B. King. He was born in 1925. Yeah. That's like that is mental. Yeah. Like it, the like think about think about the the changes of of popular music that he um just completely like um what's the word just like saw not saw like he he just lived through he yeah like cha- like he carried on doing what he was doing for so many years. And he he lived he lived past so many different fads, so many different types of popular music. He was just doing his thing. Like when disco came out, he, like at no point did he go, "Yeah, maybe I'll do a disco album." Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, he just he was what he was for so many years, and just I'm kind of disappointed by that. Now, I'm just <laughs> <to see> that. <laughs> I, it was weird. I looked. Um,
2: I remember a few years ago watching him when he played. I think it was Glastonbury. Um, and I remember tweet, I had remembered tweeting something about it. So I went back through and tried to find it this week. And the tweet was something along the lines of BB King released his first album 51 years ago. On the other stage, the vaccines were playing. and I, was, I said something like, the vaccines won't be a band in 51 weeks. Um, and I think that's kind of true. Like you don't really, I'm, I'm sure yeah. they are probably still a band, but you don't really hear about them anymore. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, at that point, it was over 50 years since he released his first album and he was still, like,
0: main stage Glastonbury.
2: It's just a different what, world, isn't it? About it?
0: What's, what's weird about it? What's weird about, you know, guys like him and, like, Muddy Waters and stuff is that, you know, a lot of them, when they were, like, young guys and they were doing their first records, like, it wasn't popular music. The sort of stuff they, they were doing wasn't popular. And then those guys were, like, in their 40s when the like british blues revival happened in like the 60s and yeah. then people started buying their records going oh all these like 20 30 year old records oh you're really into them so these guys like found fame like so much later as well like they weren't like an instant hit they were just it like it was much much later on um until people actually started listening to their records um which i suppose kind of aided someone like his as like longevity really
2: you see that um, in if you look at the uh, Chuck Berry catalogue. He obviously did, you know, some stuff in the 50s. Um, and then what he was doing, I think, just kind of, he, his records kind of faded a little, like popularity faded. And then, yeah, when you look at, like, post-Beatles and, like you say, starting to get into that kind of um, blues revival stuff, he had a bit of a kind of renaissance, you know. Um, some of his best records are released, like, towards the end of the 60s. Um, and then... You see, there's a great gig um, that was done for the BBC, I think in like 1972, something like that, um, where Chuck Berry flies in and he's got like a young British band backing him. And the gig is amazing. But yeah, again, he's going to be in his like, you know, 40s at that point, or certainly like late 30s. Um, And
1: he's just rocking so good. I'm just, I am just, um, I just quickly... Uh had a quick read through BB King's Wikipedia page and uh it said that he this is this is real like real well thought out radio that we've we've got here on the on the go. <laughs> I just uh I I stumbled across an article that said he was, you know, he was ranked number six on um the Rolling Stones hundred greatest guitarists of all time. And I just sort of wondered you know how many of them there. Who else is in there? Who else? Who else is still? Who else is still there? Who's still kicking them? I mean, they've got Hendrix as as number one, which I guess you spoilers. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm too late now. Uh, Hendrix, <laughs> Hendrix is number one. So the like the top three are Hendrix, Clapton, and uh, and Page, and, um, and then and then and there's a bunch of other fellas. But um, I just you know it's. I'd actually started out saying, "Oh man, it's going to be really bad. Like the top, the top five guitarists are, are, are all going to be dead." And actually, they're not. So I'm, I'm hardly just any gonna, of them are. Yeah, hardly any of them are. Most of them are still alive. Clapton's still going. It's amazing when you think like these people have lived. You know, um, firstly, a kind of a life of
2: excess, but also a life of traveling. You know, yeah. Um, again, you know, like BB King or Chuck Berry, they were just. Going round, and particularly, I know a bit more about Chuck Berry, so particularly in his case, um, I know that he just used to take a guitar, take an amp, and then go and find a local band. It wasn't like he was taking like a big stage production. A lot of the time he'd just turn up and say, oh, right, you're a drummer, cool, wicked, bass player. My songs all sound the same anyway. I'm sure we can kind of work out how this goes. <laughs> Blues, riff, and B, watch, watch me for, watch the, me changes. for the changes, <laughs> try and keep up. Okay. Um, and then go and do a gig, you know. And it's just kind of amazing that they're... So many of these guys are still alive. Num-
1: number 20 is Carlos Santana. And he, in this picture, he's playing uh, SG-1820? Or 2000 Yamaha sg Yamaha, one of the Yamaha SG's. And that's one of the coolest photos I've ever seen. Yeah, he looks rocking. That's probably
2: the <laughs> coolest photo that one of those guitars has appeared in. <laughs> I'd imagine. Anyway, so there we go. Sad news um, about BB King. Um, but great that load of these uh, top... 10 top 100 guitarists are, are still alive um yeah so maybe all going by lucille this week because that is a cool guitar in fact a uh, little side note to this story i saw a great photo of bb king handing a lucille to the pope um <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, apparently something that he did he took uh, one to the which, Vatican. which pope uh the not this one not the one before but the you know, the the main one, when the, from, the Pope from when we were kids. Uh, J- John, John Paul. Paul. John Paul. John Paul II, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's um, <laughs>
0: really funny. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, so,
2: yeah. Because that's, that's the
0: go. thing, isn't it? Um, with that Lucille, everyone was like... I, I spoke to someone on the day that the news came out. And he went, oh, his guitar must be worth loads. And I was like, nah. He played loads of them. I think he played, like, a different... What, they were all just called Lucille, but I think he played, like, a new one, like all of the time. Um I don't think he had like one main one he just always just played a new one. Really not like just, not like every show. I was yeah. Um <laughs> because the story the story goes that he had one and then it burnt down in a f- it it burnt in a fire and he named it after the the girl he saved. Yeah, that no because in that, the
1: building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. I think and, I think his building caught on fire and he opted to save his neighbor or something rather than the girl rather than the guitar and uh um, i think it was he he went back into the house to save i think there'd been some sort of story about him saying like oh i would he he literally said in an interview like oh i would like i'd go back into a burning house to save that guitar or something like that and then he was like he was Fate handed him the opportunity to go back into a burning house and save a guitar, but he ended up trying, like, he saved his neighbor's life or something like that. And then oh. he got another guitar and called it Lucille. It's, it's, it's some sort of Hollywood romantic comedy. Well, I mean, I'm not, not really romantic comedy. Com- no, no, but, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Man and young girl in life threatening
2: situation, the blockbuster.
0: You, that actually,
2: that's kind of like The Last of Us, which yeah. is being turned into a film. So, oh, yeah. It? There we go. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've yeah. not played that. No, me neither. Yeah, I'm going to. Sounds okay, good. good. Sounds good. You know, games and that. Plastic. Maybe we can. Maybe I'll watch. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Should we dive into some questions? Um, <laughs> pour one out for BB King and let's do some questions. Um, let's just do a few, a couple questions this week, or a few questions. Um, <laughs> somewhere between a couple, couple and a few. And a few. Well, the reason I say that is that uh, I think we're going to be launching the Patreon this week. Um, so you'll be able to get a bonus question heavy episode of the podcast if you head over to the patreon page um do check out the facebook group facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum for details on that um and also to submit questions that we will talk about and stuff so let's do a few now and then we'll um finish this episode and carry this on in the patreon exclusive episode join us if you want to hear that first up matthew says expression pedal for the line six m5 is the Line 6 one any good, or are there better
0: alternatives? Matt Knight. Um, I've got a feeling I'm not 100% on this. The Line 6 one is just a rebranded M-Audio one. I'm not 100%. They're very, very similar. But, yeah, to be honest, it works absolutely fine. Um, I use expression pedals from a company called uh, Mission Engineering, uh, which are like the Crybaby-style ones. Yeah. Um, but, to be honest, the... Yeah, they're a good, cheap expression pedal that work very well for the M5. You've got a, you've got a control on the side that sets the the, the minimum rate as well. So if you don't want it to go all the way back, um, the only thing I'd say is they're maybe not up to kind of touring standards. They are made of plastic, and if you're particularly heavy footed, um, they don't last very long. But to be honest, that yeah, they're like twenty five quid, and they work absolutely fine. I, so I, I wouldn't have said like would be absolutely fine.
2: Are there any options Kind of in between Because I know the Mission engineering stuff Is quite expensive Is there anything Between like a Line 6 And like a Top of the
0: range Expression Uh, Boss um, You could use The FV500H That's got an Expression pedal output But the problem With those is They're they're incredibly chunky but they are some of the most uh, well they are the most sturdy products out on the market really um there is also a weird trick which i think i saw on like a blog from strymon where if you use a dual mono to stereo cable you can use a normal volume pedal as an expression pedal um so trs tip one end and then dual mono the other you can use that um, with any volume pedal to work as an expression pedal so you could try that as well if there's a particular volume pedal that you like the feel of that you don't want to use it for volume that always works as well
2: yeah that's um what i always used to recommend people when there weren't a huge range of expression pedals out you can just buy a volume pedal and use a an insert cable to do the in out trick yeah. it does the same thing essentially that's what an expression pedal is doing just wired up inside like that so um yeah that will do the business adam says one pedal that everyone else seems to love but
1: you have never got on with j cross um one pedal that everybody seems to love that i've never got on with um come back to me you've put me on the spot sorry i didn't read ahead i didn't read the the flash notes
0: no I I did read ahead and I'm still stuck I can't think of one pedal that everyone loves that I seem to not get on with Um, there's certain pedals that like those people like that I've kind of loved and then sort of gone uh, yeah it's alright but I probably wouldn't use that much like I do really like the soul food but I probably wouldn't put it on my pedal board again it is a great pedal though so I, I can't deny the fact it's not a good pedal I just maybe I don't like it as much as some other people um but apart from that, I, I, there's nothing that I like. Really, don't get on with. Um, I, I, I've, I've had a DS one. DS one. DS one's a
1: DS1. DS1? DS1, cool man. What are you talking about. Well, there we go. That's why you know, t- t- I mean, Matt doesn't, cool doesn't get on pedals, with. It. It. I, t- I tell you what. N- I, and on that note, Big Muff.
2: What? I'm not. You're crazy. I'm not a big fan uh, of Big
1: Muffs. I, I'm not a big, a big Big Muff fan. I. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's because I prefer drive rather than fuzz, and I, I, I'm not a huge fuzz fan. Unless you've got like loads of fuzz. Yeah, well, Big you Muff know, does
2: loads of you, fuzz. I mean,
1: you need more than one fuzz pedal. I think to get a really good fuzz sound, you need like you need a few fuzz pedals. <laughs> Just multiple ones on. <laughs> yeah, it? absolutely. But I'm, I'm, I'm not. A, Matt's one that you have still got.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know. I, that's why I will never ever get rid of that. I know. I was tempted at one I point. No, be, I would. I exactly would be stayed away. I will buy that off
1: you if you ever choose to. Matt's got one from the. How old is it? It's, it's seventy-eight. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, so that's, that's the the. Is that what do they call that? The like the the op amp. The op amp. That's the, the, the one. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's the Billy Corgan one. Yes. Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. That
1: is that is really 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 cool. Um, but in general, I, in, I, I think there I think it's a combination of things. Like, it, I don't like how big it is. Terrible real estate. Yeah. I, it's, I, I, don't know. I'm just, I, I prefer drive sounds. I think they're, they're bigger and more. I, and I mean, I know that this is, this is. Yeah, there we go. I've laid it on the line. Not a big big my fan.
2: I'm gonna go for the Boss DD3. Everyone seems to love DD threes, and I just don't like how they sound. I know that's kind of it's going to offend you, Matt, but I just don't get it. They're okay. too clean. He looks like he's lost the will to live.
0: <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs>
2: they're, not even, they're not even like that digital. <laughs> they just they just they <laughs> sound too they sound too clean. They're too clean for me. Yeah. I need like I need some kind of degradation of the signal, like over time.
0: Just buy a really old one. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work like that. It's not that older it is. One that's slightly dirty and then it might... it might. And one, one that's slightly faulty and then it might just give you some sound... It might just not sound quite right, but it might sound right for you. Go for a swim with one in in
1: on <laughs> uh, off Brighton Beach because when you take it out, it will definitely still work. Yeah, it right, will definitely okay. still work and it might just sound a little bit weird. Do you know what? Another one's popped into my head, actually. Line 6 DL4... Yeah, actually, yeah, I'm with you. It's
2: kind of universally loved. I think it's time for that pedal to be retired.
1: DL40,
0: it's funny. what I've, we need. <laughs> I've I've actually owned two or three, and I always go... I had At one for ages, time. and then I sold it. And then I had another one, and I was like, actually, I'm not getting on with this. And I was like, no, I should have one. It's like, it's a classic pedal. It's a, it's a modern classic, and I bought one, and it's like it just doesn't sound as good as i remember it did like when did they come out 2001 three maybe no i think
1: earlier yeah. than that i think yeah. I, I just and, I, I think if you compare it to like a flashback x4 or especially like a a timeline a striman timeline it's i mean it's it's night and day i i'm i'm with you i, I don't really no. get on with the the dl4 i think it's a bit too just get a RE20 get a boss RE20
2: yeah I mean they were great back in the day Yeah, and they were revolutionary oh you know, yeah absolutely multiple types of delay with the looper built in but yeah maybe it's time put that one to bed do another do another version DL40 DL40, DL- DL40. how's it about this DL4000 rack mounted <laughs> no they did a rack mounted <laughs> I know version. they did I know they did they oh,
0: did do a <laughs> Talk rack mounted talking about always wanted the rack mounted filter Yes, so that was, they did the filter version in Rack and I was like, "Yeah." And they did—they built a special one for the Edge on the distortion side that had 99 distortion presets.
1: <laughs> is that for every one of the U2 songs? <laughs> ever, there's a different a different distortion setting for every album that U2 have ever released. I've not seen it, but apparently he fell oh god, well off the stage. Oh god, it's so funny! It's so funny. Like the thing that doesn't make I was sense. Say, I haven't seen it. The thing that doesn't <laughs> make sense is he's 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 on like this. You know how like really big bands it, when they do those say stadium shows, they have like uh, a, a like a the runway, a, the runway, yeah, and the runway is lit by like really bright LEDs <laughs> that, go, that go either side. And you just see him like playing his guitar and he's just like, yeah, there's like there's like 50,000 people here watching me play guitar and he's just like walking down this catwalk and you see him going towards the edge of the stage and I've seen the title of the video I know what's happening but I'm looking at him and I'm just thinking there's no way he's going to fall off the edge of the stage like look how well lit it is he's not going to and then he falls off and it is incredible
2: it's so funny oh yeah okay I need to check that out as soon as we finish that sounds it's awesome. so good Adam says, can you give us a list of viable options for guitars that work well for alternative styles like pop slash indie music um, as we uh, get a lot about metal, blues and rock? Say under £350, up to £700 and sky's the limit budget. Rock and pop. Jay, I guess that's kind of your area what's
1: your rock, what's your rock pop guitar a telecaster i was going to say exactly the same thing definitely definitely a telecaster um if i are, are those three you're after three different 350 700 pounds and sky's the limit 350 easy Squire, classic vibe a telecaster go with um there's there'll be two options for you either the 50s or the custom which essentially is a 60s um just I mean probably I would say probably the custom is a bit more um versatile slightly, I think it's a bit darker sounding to begin with, and you can sort of brighten it up if you want to, but you know if you're a bit handy with your tone control, um you can do that with the fifties as well um if you're going up to seven fifty, I mean again, I know I sound like a broken record, but baja telecaster again, they do a fifties model or a sixties model. Um, the correct answer is obviously the '50s model, right? Um, but you know, the '60s model is there if you want to um, if you want to go down that route. And if you're going sky's the limit option, um, again, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess if you're going actual sky's the limit, maybe like a, like a Les Paul standard. Um, okay. You know, if you want something rock and pop, Les Paul standard or a, or or an American standard telly or a custom shop telly, You know, you, I, I think. Once you get to the real top end of, of you know, when you're spending sort of two grand or so, you know, you can buy an amazing Les Paul or an amazing Telecaster or Stratcaster. But at the, the sort of the low end, if you want something that is really good for, you know, rock, pop, indie stuff, I think Telecasters are, I, you know, I think there's a lot more, they're a lot more focused in, in towards that style of music, you know, whereas the perhaps Les Paul's, I prefer Les Paul's and, other guitars are around that sort of price range, maybe the the pickups aren't quite as. I don't know. I think there's something about the Telecaster. What with it being such a simple instrument to put together, you know, it's it's you don't have to spend that much money to get a really really good one. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's that's
0: yeah. always sort of been my opinion. Any thoughts, Matt? Um, actually, medium priced, I would have said the 2015 Gibson Double Cut Junior. Um, because I think those like two P90s, I think they work quite well for sort of like sort of like pop and because p90s are a really really versatile sort of pickup yeah. um but actually i was going to say because obviously you said les paul if your sky's the limit i'd have actually said 335 yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're maybe a little bit on the lighter side and people forget how versatile those guitars can actually be um and yeah i think they offer a good sound alternative to um to like a les paul. Um, but yeah, for me, like that, or yeah, like a, a Les Paul Jr. Because like you say, simple works really best if you're yeah. doing that sort of stuff. And guitar's sort of more in the background. It's like a whole band thing. You just want to sit in the mix. P9, something with P90s is generally really good for that.
2: Can I just throw in two options? My mid-price one would definitely be Epiphone Casino. Yeah. It's very jangly, uh, exactly what you want for pop stuff, like cuts through... They look great. Uh, they're nice and light. They're, and if you're not particularly using them out, a lot of gain, you won't have any problems with feedback. Um, I think they're really well made for the money. Um, my Sky's the Limit one. Rickenbacker 330. I, I kind of had a feeling you were going to say yeah. that. Again, you know, that kind of overwhelmed single coil sound, um, light. I mean, for me, that's kind of like the ultimate
1: jangly indie guitar, really. They're, just, um, they're a, bit too, a a bit too big for me. I really like the 600 series. I really like the 620s and the the oh, yeah. 660s. Um the 300s have always been a bit just a bit big. I don't know and not and big in like cuz I could play through I could play a a 335. Yeah. But I think if, they're uh, a bit more angular. Yeah, they're a little bit more kind of
2: sharp on the edges and stuff. But yeah, I mean I think I could probably live with that in the same way that you know I could live with the 335 and stuff being a bit bigger. Yeah. Um yeah, pop, I think you'd want to go like if you're not using a lot of gain Use the opportunity to go hollow body, Yeah And particularly You know <clears throat> Something that's full hollow body Like the casinos um, Yeah So what you've what done
1: What you've done there Is you've chosen Beatles it's guitars the Beatles, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so You've yeah. chosen Beatles guitars Okay yeah. gotcha. gotcha I mean
2: Best pop band ever So I can't have won a casino actually I think that might be my next guitar I'll have to get one of you guys To keep an eye out for A nice, that, nice little casino you, you ain't got any more room In your stand Oh no, I know, I know, I know I'll, I'll sort that out Something might have to go Maybe the lap steel yeah i don't know i don't know you ever played that yeah yeah i play it sometimes i'm really really bad (laughs) at least the (laughs) casino i'll be able to play a bit and not look like a total doofus um let's do um let's do two more questions um phil says uh, matt this is definitely one for you phil says pedals with midi is it just a case of connecting each pedal together with midi cables for them all to be in sync delay times etc or is there something more to it if there's something more, what am I missing out on by not using it? Matt, I'm just going to let you talk because I have absolutely no idea.
0: Um, well, I'll try and keep it short. <laughs> no, if you just connect a load of MIDI pedals together, it won't do anything. And MIDI is a, a messaging service, I suppose, for pedals that you, they've some, you've something's got to tell them what to do. So you need to get something that if you want them all to sync with delay times, for example, if you bought the new Boss ES-8 switcher, for example, and that sends MIDI messages out, or anything that can send MIDI out could then, in theory, send a program change message to your pedals, i.e. delay time or changing a preset. So, yes, you need to buy... I suppose the best thing you could do, say, for example, if you've got... Uh, timeline and a Big Sky is they would each have their own MIDI channel and you could buy something like a Beringer FCB 1010 and you could program that uh, to one button would maybe change preset on the timeline, the next one would change the preset on the Big Sky, you could go bank up and down and one of them might do tap tempo but you need some sort of master to actually send out a program change message, uh, otherwise it won't do anything. So I would say if you want to go more in depth, best thing to do is probably drop me a message on the Facebook group and I will bore you to death about MIDI program change messages. Um, but yes, you need something, you need some sort of master. Otherwise nothing will happen.
2: Let's do one more question uh, and let's keep it short and sweet. Adam says, is there one pedal that you have to have on your board? No matter what a pedal that has been with you throughout the years, despite any other changes. Uh, let's do just one each. Um, starting with you, Matt. Tuna. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's the only pedal like I said last three, week can see exactly where this is going. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: I, I really struggled because, to be honest, like, as I said last week, I looked at my pedal board from a year ago and I don't own a single pedal that's on it. I think the only pedal that it would probably now be constant is the Stryman timeline um, because I've put so much time and effort into programming, so many presets in it, um, and I just think it does so much. It's the only thing I would keep. But apart from that... Uh, change it all and change it often
2: wait till the timeline four thousand comes
1: out then matt's gonna be in trouble it'll definitely change j cross um yeah. boss re 20 boss re 20 and i the reason that i say that is that um in the the last band that i did i i didn't play guitar i just sang and uh even in that i was using the re 20 i had a uh i even i i think that when i was singing in a band just just doing vocals i had a bigger pedal board than i've ever had whilst playing guitar or bass uh, <laughs> i was using i was using a uh the boss re20 um a uh an s a boss sd1 um i had and i had i think at one point i had two reverb pedals i definitely had um do you remember? The holier grail. Yeah. Which was the really, yeah. really big one. In the really, like, shonky box. In the really horrible box. And I had to get rid of that because, because the box was so shonky, I once put my foot straight through it um, during, uh, in the middle of a set. And, like, I, I, I stamped down on it so hard that the switch came detached from the uh, the actual chassis of the unit. And that disconnected everything, which meant there was absolutely no signal. So I had to... Go okay, probably sounded better, I'd imagine. Uh, yeah, until I went into the RE20 just by itself, and it was it sounded great. Yeah, uh, Boss RE20, the single best, irrefutably the single best guitar pedal of all time. Um, I'm going to be <laughs> super boring and say the Boss TU3 or TU2
2: actually is what I've got on my board, but like there's there's so many chat there's been so many challenges for that like industry standard pedalboard tuner and. None of them have beaten the boss stuff. It's just the best. It works. Display's really good. Um, everyone should have a TU series. It is awesome. Um, yeah, that'd be my one pedal. Either that or at the moment, like I'm using uh TC Ditto Looper, which I use all the
1: time at home. It's great fun. I put my foot through my TU2 a couple weeks ago as well. I need a TU3 now. How can you break a TU2? I <laughs> Stample stuff really hard. I think I think it just suffered through like years of abuse and it just it it I mean, I, I really, really, really try and break stuff. Like I kind of I like pushing these things to the max and um yeah, I mean, I've had it for years and years and years, and it just it finally gave up the other week. You're ridiculous. so Ridiculous man. With
2: that, <laughs> I think we should um, draw this episode to a close. Thanks so much for listening. Um, if you want to send in questions, do come over to the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. Um, also, loads of stuff going up on the site all the time, guitarnerds.net, um, or you can join us on Twitter at guitarnerds. Um, there's the Patreon page to get access to bonus content every week, which is... Not finalised yet, but details about that will be going up on the Facebook group in the next maybe 24, 48 hours, something like that. Um, or you can follow us all individually. Uh, I'm at Mark Random on Twitter. Jay, where can people find you? Uh, you can. I'm fo- not at Mark Random. You're Mark underscore, underscore Random. Random. I thought that was weird. Yeah, I've, you know, don't don't go and find out who Mark Random is. I've no idea. He sounds all right.
1: Send him a message, see what he's, he's up right. to. He sounds all right, yeah. Mark yeah, Random. Yeah, he's good. Jay, where can people find you? Uh, you can um, uh, find me on Twitter, J-A-Y-B-M-1, or just... At go Jay Cross. To- see what Jay way. Cross is Jay, Jay Cross is like... Um, th- there's a, so, Jay Cross is kind of my nemesis on the internet. <laughs> because... He always gets there first. He does always get there first. He's this he's this fellow who's like a... Um, I think he's like, uh, like a, a management consultant or like a life betterment. Like, okay, he does he does something to do with people. I, d- I mean, I don't really understand, but he always he always he got jcross right. He he got. Um, what were you gonna do with jcross? I mean, I wasn't gonna do anything with jcross.com. <laughs> <laughs> but he got jcross the Twitter handle. I think he had jcross the MySpace. Like, right. he's he's been haunting me for so many years. I think I actually got. Uh, I, I'm not oh, I don't know but yeah Jake hit on his website oh, I did look at it once and there was uh, the state of the art part of uh, of his website was um, just it was a gif of him winking okay nice so uh, but yeah J-A-Y-B-M-1 or just you know come down to Brighton and just find uh, the coolest looking bar because that's probably where I am okay wherever you are's that's the place That's I to mean be. that's that's where it's cool
2: to be Matt Knight (laughs)
0: Uh, talking of um, Twitter I am at Matt (laughs) underscore Knighty. that's Knight with SIO in the end but I thought in the meantime while you were talking I would actually search who Matt Knight is on Twitter Um, and on the the 5th of August 2007 he tweeted the following I'm holding my son who is very sleepy I think I'll make a salad sandwich (laughs) so my hangover is gone (laughs)
1: What did look up?
2: What was the last thing Jay crossed? And then, uh, is, there,
1: is there a Mark? Pa- is there Mark Packham? Let's look up Mark Packham. Mark Packham. And, uh, his
0: photo is just him. <laughs> yeah. Weird.
1: Mark Mark Packham at Mark Packham tweeted half creating a Twitter account and half enjoying Sunday morning peace. There we go.
2: Done. He's just an egg.
1: <laughs> just an egg. Um, <laughs> anyway, I think we should wrap
2: this up. Um, thanks again for listening, and um, yeah. See you next week.
1: Cheers. Cheers. See ya. Bye.